0: One of the biggest things I've always done is it's all one big experiment. This works, cool, if it blows up in my face, well, we'll figure out what to do next, you know?
1: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me today my guest is a usa best-selling author published over 30 books welcome and
0: to the show how are you doing today doing great thank you thanks so much for having me today well
1: thank you because it's a remarkable journey first of all to be an author a writer doing it full-time but publishing over 30 books congratulations
0: Thank you. It's um, been a long road and I'm not a real fast writer. So it's uh, 30 for some, maybe like, oh yeah, I did that in five years. But for me, it's been a lot of hard work. Oh, I can
1: imagine. But before we get into everything, introduce yourself to my listeners.
0: Oh, okay. Um, and Charles, as you said, and I write books with a a big mix of genres. I write a little bit of mystery, suspense, supernatural elements throughout um, several of the series, and humor is a big part of my writing. They're character-driven stories, I have five different series. There's always a little romance, either a little bit or a little bit more, depending on which series you're in, because I I started out way back when trying to write romance um, and didn't do so well, so I had to mix everything else in uh, to pull that off. But as you said, I have over 30 books. I'm working with my husband in a one of the five series, and when we get his book out, which are our I should say his, it's our book in September. It's the fourth in that series. I think we'll be getting around 34 is what I'll have total out there. So it's getting there. Um, I keep building thinking about 50 and um, what happens after that. So it's kind of exciting, but it's been since 2011. January 2011, when I first published, and I did start writing long before that, Uh, but that's when the first book started coming out and, you know, being available. And the journey has been amazing since the beginning. And I can't wait to share some of that with you guys. Um, And, and, you know, hopefully those of you who are trying to write or doing journeys of your own in something, realize, you know, it's, it's, everything's doable. You just got to keep at it. I definitely agree with
1: that. I cannot wait to get into it. But how did you get started? Was it something that, you know, you had a passion for as you were growing up? Or was it something as a child that you're like, you know what, I love to read books, I want to become an author? Was this something that you pictured yourself when you were a
0: young kid? No, I did not. (laughs) Um, I'm not I'm one of those authors who had something else in mind. But you know, I did read, I always read a lot. uh, And I loved growing up, I read a lot of Romances and then mixed with horror and then mixed with westerns. Um, So I would bounce around between all those. And, you know, I guess I was trying to fulfill that need to have it all together, but I couldn't get that because, you know, back then you either wrote a romance or you wrote a horror book or you wrote, you know, Supernatural, whatever, but you didn't really mix too much together, uh, which is a wonderful thing we can do now with, um, you know, having sales through like all the Internet vendors where you can pick multiple categories you fall into. So anyhow, to get back to the question, I I didn't want to be a writer. I wanted to do many, many things. There was archaeologist at one point, but that seemed like it was a little too much writing for me, ironically. Uh, I think I've done way more writing now than I would have if I'd been an archaeologist. And there was flight attendants, you know, where I could travel. Um lawyer. I don't know where that came from at one point. There just were so many things I was thinking I I, I might want to be. But, you know, looking back, I, I did keep reading books all along and was always in love with stories. I just didn't think I could write them. It didn't seem like that was something I could do. But, you know, I, I had read a book and the ending was was good, but it wasn't what I wanted in the ending. And that's when I thought, this was in my mid twenties. Well, maybe you should just write your own book then if you want the ending you want and, and try to make it see, you know, make your own ending and then shush up inner critic, you know, and do it yourself. So that's how I got started. And and I wrote a book and it was really bad, but I, I did finish it and I did write the ending I wanted and um, I cleaned it up and I sent it off to a publishing house and they very kindly rejected me and said, Don't give up. We think you have potential. You know, maybe they were just being nice that day, but I took them at their word and I kept trying and trying. And it, it wasn't until the seventh full length book I wrote that, um, that's the one that I published first. So there was a lot of time in there in between that starting. And and when I actually, you know, put the first one out that involved college, lots of college finishing up, um, I did the slow four year degree that takes 10 years to do path in four different colleges. And there was um, life, marriage, divorce, marriage again, children. So, you know, living life at the same time as keep on with this dream I had until I finally, you know, published the first one. Um, and even then, I had gone through the regular hoops back then and had a big publisher that was considering it. And we made it through months and months of edits and going up the chain, you know, to the final acquisitions meeting. And then marketing came in and and shot me down and didn't think it was good for the publishing company to try the book, which was pretty heartbreaking. And I could have just said, that's it, I'm done. It's been an emotional hard journey to try to get this done. But I didn't. Because by then, I was pretty stubborn. And I and I thought, a lot of people like this book, it's won awards. So we're going to publish it anyway, and formed a small press and published it and with it with a partner and then after a few years of that I realized I can't be a publisher and an author it's too much work and have little kids and a husband and work a day job so I left the publishing company and went off you know and totally indie after that and have been ever since so that was around 2014 I think when that all switched over and um just keep writing now and um it's an entrepreneurial business. It keeps me busy and my husband busy. We work it together. And, uh, geez, I think I just kind of went shoom, through 15, 20 years there and it like, you know, like he split for you. Uh,
1: no, you know what? I'm, I'm amazed. Like you in a marriage, divorce, marriage, children on top of that, you had a full-time career, you're doing the books. You kind of remind me like myself, because I have a full-time career. I run the podcast, like it's a full-time thing because I I do so much for it. And then I've got a small business, well, two small businesses that I take care of as well. So, and then, you know, I recently just had a baby, you know, in a marriage as well. So it's just like, I understand where you're coming from because I, I feel like, We're on our own journey in our own book, so to say, in reality, where we're trying to find ourselves. We're trying to see what we want to do. We want to accomplish so many things. And, you know, I, I, I relate to you. Like, you just want to, you just want to do the stuff that you want to do at the end of the day. And for you to You know, you need that corporate money. It's like, it's funny. I was talking to somebody last week, how they're like, you still need that corporate money, that full-time job that you have in order to help your small business flourish in some sort of way before you can say, see you later. I don't need corporate money anymore. I can do this on my own type or deal. But, you know, it's like... I commend people who do everything. I feel like it's so motivating, inspiring, especially yourself as a mother. It it inspires me as a mother to keep going. And I, I had to really think about it like four or five times before I gave birth. Okay, what is going to be a priority? I'm right. fortunate to be on mat leave here in Canada for a year and get paid for it. And it's just given me this opportunity to, okay, let me use the village around me And let's, let's see what I can do. How can I, you know, expand the podcast more? How can I, you know, focus on my small business? How can I do this? How could I do that? Because this is the time that I felt like I was able to do a lot and Mm -hmm. turn things around. So I completely understand what you've been doing, but Holy crap. I'm so amazed. And for me, it gives me that, Oh my gosh. Okay and did it. She, she's writing all these books. (laughs) She, she was doing all of this, like what I'm doing plus more. And I, I, if she can do it, I can do it too. I could come out of this as well and make something out of this.
0: (laughs) Definitely. That's, that's it. It just, it's in your attitude. And there have been many times I've been knocked down and thought, Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've said to my husband. And as we, we worked this business and grew, you know, saying, you know, I think I'm going to go back to fast food because I think I can handle the drive-through window, and it'll be a lot less stressful at the drive-through even than what mm-hmm. I'm doing here. But, you know, I don't. It's just uh, I keep going, and sometimes you got to let yourself have that moment of, oh, this is really hard. Couldn't I be doing something else? But then, you know, if it's what you enjoy and and it's what makes you feel like, you know, something I want to do for my whole life, well, then you you keep going in spite of some of the tougher times. Uh, and yeah, you know, the whole, it was really hard to leave the day job. It was a nice job. I was a technical writer for a wonderful software company. And I made, you know, decent money, and we had good health insurance, and we had all these great things. Um, But at the end, it was, you know, when my husband and I talked about it thoroughly and and our kids were pretty little at this point. And um, on a side note, he had um, his job, which had been wonderful. He'd been uh, laid off right before we had the two kids. And so we made the choice of, okay, so my job's still going okay. And it was a hard time. That was back in a kind of a recession. I need to keep this job. And you stay home with the kids and do that job, which we both knew was going to be really hard. Um, So, you know, we had to make a group decision or a family decision of me actually quitting the day job to go full time writing um, along with him, you know, like I said in the back end doing so many things to help too and it was hard it was scary because health insurance you know down here in the US it's private we have to pay for our own and it was so expensive then um and we're taking all kinds of chances without having that reliable paycheck and but in the end you know we thought if we don't do it now we might never do it so let's do it let's just give it a try and you know i i quit and it was exciting and scary mm. and all that wonderful stuff. And then about three months later, I had the realization of, oh, now I have to write books every, you know, year. I have to keep writing. This is not uh this is fun on the side passion for me anymore. This is it. So get serious and keep writing, you know. And that was kind of an eye-opener too. But you know, in, in the end, I I love it. I love what what I do, ups and downs aside. I still love creating stories and, and making people laugh through print.
1: Oh my gosh. I honestly, and I'm glad our paths cross because it gives a lot of women hope out there because I find even when I speak to other women who are like, how are you doing everything? You're crazy. You're doing so many stuff. And it's just like, well, every individual is different. You know, right. we have ambitious and goals and dreams and a lot of us do what it takes to get there. And I know I, I'm not done yet. I want to accomplish so much more before I take that leap and say, you know what, I think I can be done with corporate America and do this on my own. And I understand with you, like, you know, I, I understand what you guys go through with when it comes to insurance and the health system, because I have family in the United States and, mm-hmm. you know, they tell me sometimes like, oh my gosh, you know, it must be nice just to go to the hospital and just not worry about anything. I'm like, yeah, that's true. But I think we pay a lot, a lot of taxes. Right. And right. you know, compensates that, but that's a whole nother story, but you know, it's just, to me, I feel like I always tell people, if you want something, you're passionate about something, you have to work at it. And once you work at it, you will see, you will see the results. It's like a lot of people ask me, you know, oh, podcasty, you must make a lot of money. No, I don't. I don't make a single dime. The only right. thing is my money maker, so to say, quote the gold that I get from this is beating amazing people, creating that network in that community, and then allowing them to use my platform, which is amazing to have over 146 countries listening wow. in to really listen to these people and their stories and their services and whatever they are providing. That's what I feel like I'm helping others. That's what I'm here to do. I feel like I have a calling to help, but with all the other stuff, it's like, if you're very, like I said, if you're passionate, it's going to come out. You took a risk, a risk to leave that. But again, you love what you do and to be able to be call yourself USA best selling author published over 30 books. What a journey,
0: right? It's, yeah, it's, and, and especially for, for those of us uh, with kids too, on top of it, um, and, and you know, not everybody does have kids and it's still, I'm not saying that without kids, it's it's scary. It's scary, period, it scary. to leave it. Um, but, you know, one of the things we said from the beginning was, okay, um, we're fortunate to have healthy children and, and our health is pretty good at this time let's keep it that way. You know, we eat healthy, we, we exercise, we do things to stay strong and healthy. So, you know, we don't, hopefully have to end up, you know, I have to go to the hospital for things. We work against that. And my kids will tell you, no, mom says she doesn't want to skateboarding because if we fall and break an arm, that's going to cost $10,000 in the emergency room. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's stuff like that, which is real life, you know, and I know, um, it would be nice to let them be free and go run and break an arm or do whatever they're going to do, you know, as children. But at the same time, I, I hope that as they grow up, they realize things have consequences, you know, and if you're going to go jump out of a plane, that's cool, but recognize what can happen. (laughs) So um, yeah, it's the kids have had to deal with a little bit with their parents, you know, making the choices we did. But on the other hand, we're home all the time, uh, whether they like it or not. And school field trips anything those our children have needed at school were there we don't have any problems which we're really fortunate as parents um they've traveled with us since they were babies to book signings and when we book do book things you know uh now it's only in the summer mostly because of their schedules with school but they are well-traveled individuals road trips we like to drive instead of fly so we can stop and see things along the way so we try to educate them you know in that way too and expose them to people in different places and see that yeah you know you may hear on the news that people from here are like this but let's go see them and wow they're wonderful it's just what you hear you know let go meet people because you need to you know keep yourself open to experiences like that and and sharing with people so Uh, hopefully that's all getting through to them as well as we, you know, do this adventure.
1: You described like my childhood, like my dad was the one who was behind the wheel and was like, Hey, we're going here. We're going there. We're going there. I remember every single Friday, believe it or not, living in Toronto in Canada, for Mm -hmm. those who don't know, that's where I'm from, but we would go to Buffalo, New York every Friday night to have dinner in Buffalo, New York at Denitello's have pizza and wings. Okay. Like Uh that was the tradition.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's fun. That's fun though. I mean, you're, it's just, yeah, you came across the, and, and a lot of people think, well, the the Canadian border is not a big thing or the U S border. It is, it's, it's different. You're opening yourself up to different culture, you know, different it's, it's exciting and it's fun. So that's really cool that you guys did that
1: yeah we did a lot we did a lot of traveling and everything like my dad was very like because he was a truck driver too and he um was out so many times out of the year that when he had opportunities he would take us like hey we're going to jersey we're going to florida we're going to this we're going to that and it was all by road it wasn't by plane sometimes we would come back by plane depending on the situation and then he would drive back uh, right. But, you know, it, it was, I, I am thankful for that because we were able to look and see and recognize because there's a lot of people who are older than me that live in the city. And they're like, well, I haven't made it past five kilometers from my house. And I'm like, excuse me, what? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. right. And you hear about their story and they're like, yeah, you know, being now that I'm 70 years old, I have kids and grandchildren. It's just, I never left the city and I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's so much more that this country provides. And the thing is, it's all about work, work, work. And, I get it, but sometimes you have to explore, live a little bit. You know, I know, understand work, work, work is such a priority, but we sometimes need to slow down. And I'm trying to do that in my family where yes, we work, but let's treat ourselves. Let's go out. Let's explore this park. Let's go camping, which I'm doing a lot now this summer, but it's just now I have a son and I feel like, Hey, let's go to this park. I don't care if it's 20 minutes. I know gas is expensive, but for me, it's that smile on his face. When I see him in that park, exploring his little mind and seeing, wow, this is so cool. And then go to a different park. And he's just like, Oh my gosh, like I've never seen this before. Of course. So right, it's those things that I love. And you know, you're creating a legacy for your kids. You're setting, you're setting such a great example and role model to them that, you know, my parents, yeah, you know, it's tough being an entrepreneur, but you're a perfect prime example of what it takes to be an entrepreneur and really do this full time. And not many authors, I'll tell you, I've interviewed quite a bit and not all of them are full time.
0: Yeah. It's not a, it's not a get rich quick career <laughs> so if anybody's thinking i'm going to publish a book and i'm just going to be this huge superstar and be all over doing this you know there is the what i think of as the author lotto that you can win and have a book you know do that and you go big you know you publish one and say it does well well it's always about the next book Um, you're always working toward what comes next you're promoting even though you might be out promoting the book that's available now you're really promoting the next book that you're going to be writing and trying to get them to get ready to buy that one too you know so it's it's a constant job it's it's never ending with social media it's never ending with you know all that you have to do you have to know marketing you have to know um how to work with readers how to visit you know they want a piece of you these days they want to see you they want to feel like they know you like you're a real person and you are but um most of us authors want to just be left alone to write and you can't do that as much anymore you got to be out there. So and I have to do bookkeeping which I dread. And you know there's just so many parts of this business that I didn't think about when I was just dreaming about being an author that now that I do it um I'm my own distributor for print books, working with different vendors, you know, and talking to people and have people helping me go to different places to sell the books. So there's just so many parts of this business that that can seem exciting or, you know, you can dread it. So you really have to jump all the way in if you want to be successful, I think.
1: I definitely agree with you. You got to jump all the way in and be comfortable with that. And you know, it it is scary. Like you mentioned, I think anything is scary going, buying a new car is scary because you're just like, there's so much selection. You have this budget, but there's endless opportunities, what you can do and what you can buy. Um, it's, it's like going to a new job. Like, okay, how am I going to, am I going to like it? Am I going to not, you know, you just get all these emotions and, you know i i'm on the same page as you if you really want to do it just do it take the risk enjoy the journey really right. like it's it's that's what's going to help you keep driven and passionate of what you're doing and you your prime example of that. And I, I understand bookkeeping is one of those things like, Oh, you, I think everybody <laughs> dreads bookkeeping yes. unless you're an accountant or loves numbers, but
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, but it, it's, it's one of those things that you can say, wow, you know, we, we took this risk. We are doing it. We're, we're still doing it. And look, it's also the freedom that like you mentioned before, it's being able to be there for your kids. You don't have to ask permission. It's more like, Hey, I got, um my kids practice or whatever or recital it's like i can i can be there
0: right right yeah and that was really important to us once we decided to have a family um we had to be all in both of us it it wasn't going to be you know one or the other we had to both make this happen because you know we didn't want to be those kind of parents that are just shadows for these guys um So it it was part of it. And something you said a moment ago, I wanted to touch on, you said it's the journey. And um, I can't emphasize that so much. There's so much envy and jealousy that happens in a profession, in almost any profession. Oh, I wish I had the followers. I wish I had as, you know, I was reaching as far. I wish I had that. And it's constant. And I, I constantly battle that, but if you can work at that always and try to just focus on, enjoying what you're experiencing, um, this award, that award, this thing, you know, email from a reader, all that stuff, and stop looking at everybody else and where they're at, because it may seem like they're in a perfect place, but it's really, this is the long game. This is a very long game. If you're doing this for a living, um, I have 30 plus books. I want to write at least 30 to 40 more before I'm done. So I'm still going. And, if you stop and you try to, oh, I want what this person has here or this author has, then it's gonna be a hard, disappointing road, I think. So no compare, try not to compare yourself to others, just try to do your thing and write your stories and do the best you can, I think. Um, and that will help make it more enjoyable in the long run.
1: Oh, I agree, I really agree. And I, I agree what you said too about you know, don't compare yourself. And I feel like some of us do that. And it's like the worst thing you can do. We're all different in in many different ways. We're not the same person. Um, But also not everybody's going to love what you write. And we got to learn how to take in that criticism and that negativity and feedback because it's part of that journey, you know, like, hey, all right, you know, 90% of people love this book, but only 10%. It's okay. It's not for everybody. And just learn to accept it, which I find very hard because sometimes I remember getting my first uh, review of the podcast that was really bad. And I'm just like, I'm trying to think here. I'm like, well, not everyone's going to like the podcast. There's a hundred million of them right now on iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So, So, hey, it's
0: not for everybody. That's, yeah, with, like I said, I have a lot of humor in my stories. And if your sense of humor is not, at least similar to my sense of humor, we're probably you're probably not going to like the stories as much because we're not going to sink. You know, my jokes are the way what the the humor in the story is not going to hit you right. Um, So a lot of times I have to tell myself that if I get somebody that's, you know, not so nice, which happens and just think, well, we just don't we wouldn't be friends or hang out in the real world anyway. So that's okay. Don't read any of my books then if it's not really your cup of tea, I don't want to waste your time and um, you don't need to waste my time, you know, like you would in real life, but it's not easy to do that. And Amazon and other things, other, you know, online critiquing and reviewing that kind of stuff has, has made it so much harder because it's given power to people that would never say something to your face that they'll say to you online. Um, and as authors, many of you have seen what happens is if an, as an author or a podcaster, if you reply to some criticism and you're, you know, kind of bite back, boy, that blows up ugly and it usually Mm -hmm. turns against you. So the best thing we can do is just turn the other cheek, walk away, not get involved. And that's, that's not always easy. It's really hard to do. Um, and it makes you feel like you don't have any power back, but you actually do you can continue on. You can do another podcast. I can write another book. That's where our power lies. So it's not easy, you know, with that kind of a thing, but if it's what you really enjoy doing, you just got to keep going anyway. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree. And there's so many opportunities that come your way when you least expect it.
0: Right. That's the thing is really, I, I think of it as you put yourself out there and open yourself up to as many opportunities as possible. And some of them will, you know, will work and land and, and be wonderful. And others will just go away and you'll say, well, I tried, but that didn't work. So onward we go. Exactly.
1: Yeah. With all these books that you've written, have you ever felt like you had to redo a book or, you know, halfway writing through it? You're just like, oh my gosh, what is this? Let me just chuck it and redo it. Has that ever happened
0: to you? (laughs) Um, no, but I think it's because the style, the way I write, I don't mm-hmm. just, um, a lot of people will just do it like a first draft rough and they'll just throw everything at it. Uh, just try to get the words on the page and get, you know, to the end to get it there and then go back and like, and think, oh, maybe not. But my brain does not let me write that way. My brain, we come up with a plot, you know, on paper, it's kind of a skeleton plot. And then I start in. And I, I go off plot all the time, which I've learned, like, that's okay. We just wanted to, we needed the confidence to go forth. So that's what that first plotting thing was we did. Um, but I'll go chapter by chapter. And I have a first first draft team, I call them, about 12 people. And I send them chapter by chapter as I write. Uh, but my brain, as I write each chapter, I will do several edits until it's what I want. And it's polished and then it goes to first draft and then i move on to the next chapter so by the time i'm you know midway through a book i have spent a lot of time making sure that the story is forming the way i want it to do even though it maybe it took turns i didn't expect but i have polished you know every step of the way so that when i'm done and i go back and edit all i'm usually doing is tying up some loose plot threads or, you know, fixing a few things. And it's, you know, my, once I hit the end, my final editing process to release is one month long, including having a professional editor go through it. She's very fast, she's wonderful. Um, But so I, I, people will say, you write so clean when I get it, you know, first draft team. I'm like, no, you don't see the very, very, very first draft of that chapter. (laughs) So, but it helps me so that I don't end up going back and trashing a lot because I've already gone through all this, you know, with each chapter and analyzed it. And if I'm not having fun writing it and not laughing or, you know, intense with the scene, then it's not going to do any good for the readers. So I know I have to stop, go back and think, Let's start the scene. Maybe again, maybe I'm coming at it wrong, you know, so I will do that. Maybe go back a few pages and go, I think I'm coming at this wrong. I need to change it up somehow. But that's, that's just how I write. I uh, have friends that write whole books and then they go back and do massive edits and that's how they write. So that's the other thing with authors or, or writers is when they ask um, questions, they'll say, well, how do you do it? How, what is your process and how, you know, and, and I try to right out of the gate, say, listen, You have to form your own because if you try to write to someone else's process, it's going to mess you up. You have to figure out how your brain works and how it writes a story and then build that and and get better at that.
1: Wow. And you're right. Everyone's got a different way of writing and a different style. Now, oh my gosh, I was going to say something and it just... (laughs)
0: come on you're a new mom i would expect that all the time are you even sleeping yet really come on
1: um i yeah i am actually i think after six months i started sleeping (laughs) okay good he's actually sleeping through the night
0: which is amazing i know that's that's wonderful until the teething starts but otherwise that's wonderful (laughs)
1: yeah we're we're
0: we're in that stage right now (laughs) (laughs) so you know
1: definitely um how do you stay focused? You you know, because I, I feel like for myself, if I were to write a book, I think my room of writing would be lights are dim. As always, that's my office. Lights are super dim. Darker, the better. I sometimes work when it's pitch black sometimes on the computer, which is I think it's really bad, but I still got 20, 20 vision and I'm very right. happy about that. <laughs> but I, I would love it to be quiet, probably just playing some classical music or watching a movie in the background just to get the background noise going how do you do it? What's your space like when you're writing?
0: I do need a lot of times either, you know, sometimes quiet other times I need certain music. Now I will go out and find a song that works. If I'm writing in, you know, action scene with some, a little bit of fighting or running or suspense, you know, I'll find music for that. Like for example, my Deadwood mystery series has a lot of supernatural and some scary moments, and I'll go through during that, and I'll play um, for those of you who know Halloween with Michael Myers from old. You know, there's a mm. there's a song that's the the Halloween song, Michael Myers song. It's very creepy. You know, of him coming, and I'll have that going in the background the whole time, just on replay, and just keep you know, have that so it gives me that feel of here we are in a scary moment, you know. Um for romance scenes, I'll have a couple songs that are really romantic for me and I'll have those playing in the background. So and then I have a you know a playlist on Spotify that's just writing songs, which some are from like Pirates of the Caribbean Adventure and some are more somber, you know, and it just kind of plays in the background to keep me going because I do have to shut out I can't have TV going. I can't have people talking around me. Um, I can't have that. I need the ability to go away. Mm. And um, some writers are really good. It's just, Oh, they write through anything, but me, if I'm in there in story, and then you come over to say, do you need a glass of water? I'm out. And I have to, it takes me a half an hour to get back into story. So I really struggle and I have to go away. Now, when I had little babies, I had my daughter and my youngest in 2007, and I was writing, um, and I was working the day job and then I'd come home and we'd spend time together and then they'd go to bed. Everybody'd go to bed about 9:30. Then I was up till one or two o'clock every night, um, with my headphones on or, you know, or just one on, but just kind of focused in, I would make sure I had time to just go away. Um, and if the baby cried, I just came and put her on my lap and then kept, you know, tried to keep going through it all. So it's just, um, finding a way to focus. I'm not some authors. I'm so envious. They'll talk about, they have eight hour days where they just write for eight hours. And <laughs> that's never my life with kids. Mm,
1: yeah, With
0: kids, I'm always juggling things. And I often think, what will it be like when they're maybe in college and doing their own thing? And I really do have time to just sit and write. And then I figure I'll probably find 10 different ways to distract myself. <laughs> clean this, do this, (laughs) do something. I have, we have four cats currently because I love cats. So Mm. I'll probably play with the cats or something. But (laughs) anyway, um, you know, it's just, it it comes down to determination too, perseverance. I try to hit 2000 words a day when I'm in the thick of writing a story. And sometimes I do three or four. And sometimes Oh, I will write a junk sentence that says, and get your butt busy to hit 2000 exactly. And then I'll shut the, you know, the computer off anything like that. But I just try to hit 2000 a day because it'll keep me moving forward.
1: Wow. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that because it's been different throughout every time I interview an author. And it's fascinating because that's what it takes to publish that book, get it out there and get it to the hands of the readers. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And I really appreciate it. But, and, oh my gosh, you have accomplished so much. And I'm saying that so many times because you're a mom, I'm a mom, you are entrepreneur, you took on some risks with your family, but you are setting such a great example for many women out there to just, you know, follow your dreams, please follow your dreams, you know? Yeah.
0: Exactly. I mean, even if so, maybe in ten years, in the end, it didn't work out, and you yeah. have to go get a different job. You had those ten years of yeah. getting to do what you wanted to do, and I, and I kind of take it year by year. Um, the other day, my husband and I were we have every morning during breakfast, we we have what we call a, a meeting or a scrum, and we talk and we come up with the to dos. And we were talking about recession. You know, they keep saying that in the news, and how that mm-hmm. might affect the business, and I. <laughs> Half jokingly said, I'm surprised every year that we're still going. (laughs) And he goes, What? (laughs) And I said, Because in my mind, the way I handle the stress of this um, is hey, if we make it another year, awesome. That was another year. Celebrate. Woohoo. You know, every year is a celebration and just keep going that way instead of focusing on the big thing and worrying all the time. I can't, I have to write stories. So, Maybe, you know, if if you're trying this and it's new, don't put yourself, you know, you can do the 10 year plan, but just let yourself go, you know, month to month, year to year and enjoy that, what you're trying to do. One of the biggest things I've always done is it's all one big experiment. Uh, you know, if this works, cool. If it blows up in my face, well, we'll figure out what to do next, you know? And so marketing, writing books with each book, I change things up. I change some styles I do, and I have different ways I might tell the story. And it's always an experiment. Maybe the readers will love it. Maybe they'll hate it. But I can't I can't do the same thing every time or it's going to get boring. So if you put that into your world where this is all let's see how this goes. It's an experiment. It takes some of the pressure off you.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you, Ed. have you thought of becoming a speaker? <laughs> because you're really good. And it's like, you're sharing important points to get people motivated and to keep going. Like, I know, like you mentioned, everything is scary. You know, everything is scary out there. Even going outside, sometimes it's scary. If it's too snowy, you're going through a storm that that's a scary thing. Right. So, right. I feel like you can inspire so many more people. Uh, You should do like a TEDx or something. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure maybe in the next year or two, you're going to come back to me and be like, yep,
0: I started doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I started to, well, I used to do a lot more conferences and workshops and, and do a lot, but honestly, um, about, let me think back. It's been about five or six years ago when I, my kids were getting old enough. They were, you know, eight and 10, I believe, or somewhere around there. And I, I thought I can't keep going. I need to stay home now with them. I need to spend time with them now you know it's not just those crucial you know young years where you're you know giving them the nurture Mm -hmm. now i need to be there and be reliable and be a mom that's there when they need me so i have to stop going to all these things and stay home but you know wonder a wonderful thing that happened was podcasts the internet you know people doing more online and so it's been really fun because now I can do still be with my kids and help them and be there for them. But then I can do things online and still talk to people and get to meet people, on, you know, and, and share experiences, which is really fun. Oh so we gosh, live in a yes. great age for this, um, a great time for this kind of a thing. And we're lucky, I feel.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Well, and I really appreciate your time. This has been such a great conversation. I really hope it inspires people out there, not just becoming an author, but accomplishing your goals and your dreams and really working at what you're passionate about because good things can happen.
0: Yeah. And like you said, I mean, if, if I can do it, you can do it. We can Mm -hmm. all do this. It's just You got to keep trying and you can't let a little, a few bad things that happen, knock you down and keep you down. You just have to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, laugh about it and go forth again. I mean, we get this, we get this one chance, you know, Mm -hmm. make the
1: best of it. That's right. Well, and where can the listeners find you, plug in your social media, your website and where they can find your books?
0: Well, I do have a website www.anncharles.com and there's no e it's just anncharles.com. charles.com and you can go there and find all my books and then the blog part is our links to my newsletters and things i i do every now and then i'm on facebook mostly still i know that's becoming old school but uh been there for a long time. And I have several pages there under Ann Charles. I'm on Instagram. I like to do photography on the side. I'm an amateur photographer. And I just like to take fun pictures when we travel and post them. And then every year we have a calendar that people, the fans um, vote on the pictures and and we um, ship them out. So you can see me on Instagram doing that a little bit more. And Um, I'm trying on TikTok but I'm new and I don't have a lot of time right now so I'm not as active as I should be so you can find me out there all over the place too and the books are on Amazon and Kobo and Apple and Barnes and Noble and every place I can try to get them in libraries through overdrive so I'm out there lurking around just look a little bit and you can find me
1: Well, thank you so much, Anne, and to all my listeners out there. Everything is going to be in the show notes. Get out there, get on our website. If you're looking for a gift, check out one of Anne's 30 books. You can definitely gift one of them to a friend, a family member, or whoever. Thank you so much, Anne, and that's all we have for now.
0: I'm Anthony.
1: that's it for now and thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me